Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly, transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Jack Crucian, Tyler McVeigh, Colleen Collins, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Maybe you think icicles are pretty. But if it's icicles hanging from the eaves of your house, that's a warning of danger. Water from your eaves may mean ice for you to slip on in winter or mud to track in the house in summer. Every house needs good, solid gutters and downspouts. And there's no excuse for not having them since Reynolds has made gutters so inexpensive and so easy to put up. Handsome, rust-proof Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Gutters cost far less than any other rust-proof material. If you have an average five-room house, you should be able to buy your gutters and downspouts for around $60. And they need no painting, ever. They go up without any soldering. Ask for Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Gutters at your hardware or building supply dealers. Or write Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. When a man is young, he dreams of the day when he'll make himself a cool million. But he's willing to settle for a red-hot 40 bucks when he reaches the age of Mr. McGee. Of Fibber McGee and Molly. Ah, kiddo, we're in luck today. Old Dad's going to make a little transaction. A financial transaction? You betcha. As the whale said when he saw Jonah whipping through the water, I got my eye on a fast profit. <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? Jonah was a prophet, and when you make money, it's... It ain't funny, McGee. Hmm. <laughs> struck me like a sharp witticism. It struck me like a blunt instrument. Oh. <laughs> what is this transaction you have in mind? Well, you know old man McDonald, the president of the Third National Bank. Of course I do. Well, he was walking along Oak Street about lunchtime with Cy Pearson, the president of the Merchants and Plumbers Bank. <laughs> and I was walking behind him. I didn't expect you'd be walking with them. Yeah. And just before they turned into the sump room for lunch, I heard old man McDonald tell Pearson he'd give 50 bucks for a brown and white puppy. Just like that. For a puppy? Yeah. A little dog. Right away, my brain started to click. Oh, I'd like to have heard that. <laughs> well, there's only one good place in town to buy dogs, and that's the pet shop at 14th and Oak. I figure we can go down there, buy a pup for maybe 10 bucks, and peddle it past old man McDonald for 50 bucks, maybe. Yeah, but dearie, suppose Mr. McDonald goes over there and buys one himself. Yeah, he won't. Don't you worry. He'll be busy all afternoon at the bank, checking the two-bit pieces to make sure no feathers fell off the eagles. <laughs> So we got a clear road. Well, it does sound promising, McGee, but isn't $50 an awful lot of money to pay for a puppy? Oh, no, not if you're a dog fancier, which means you're willing to pay a fancier price for a dog. I see. <laughs> he probably wants the pup to put in a dog show and win some blue ribbons with it or something. 
My goodness, you know that always seems to me like a foolish waste of time and trouble. Blue ribbons? Yeah. What can you do with a blue ribbon? Oh, well, if you win enough of them, you can tie them together and use them to keep your pants up. What? <laughs> I could, anyway. Well, if Mr. McDonald is willing to pay that much, come in. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Hello there, kid. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hi, Oldtimer. I and Molly are about to go dog shopping. Oh, I love dogs, kid. Yeah? <laughs> for a brown and white one. My, that's nice, kind. Yeah, brown and white. I had a brown and white one when I was just a little shaver, and it caused quite a beef between Mama and Papa. Fought over the dog, did they? Yep. Mama said it was a white dog with brown spots, and Papa claimed it was brown dog with white spots. <laughs> they squabbled something fierce. Oh, how silly. That's what I thought, daughter. I didn't like to see trouble in the home, so one day when they was out, I painted the whole dog bright green. <laughs> I hope that settled the argument. For good, kid. Yeah. When they saw that green dog, Mama lost her voice for a month and Papa signed the pledge. Well, what happened to the poor dog? His whole personality changed, daughter. That's all. Being painted green made him think he was Irish. <laughs> Ate nothing but corned beef and cabbage and started barking with a broom. <laughs> Carried a clay pipe in his hip pocket, which was very uncomfortable because he didn't have any pockets. <laughs> yeah, well, we gotta go... Finally well, got some downright insufferable kids that I took him out and washed the green paint off of them. Good. He went back in the house brown and white again and started another battle between Papa and Mama. <laughs> all of which is no doubt a fascinating story to you kids. But personally, I find it rather dull. Come on. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and Chicago style. Slow down, kiddo. Here's the place. Brokehausen's Pet Shop. Good. I hope he has some nice puppies. Oh, he's got the best pups in town. See his sign in the window? You can't go wrong with a Brokehausen puppy. <laughs> well, you certainly can't go wrong buying one for $10 and selling it to Mr. McDonald for 50 Come on, let's go in. You said it. Oh, well, good afternoon. Welcome to Brokehausen. 
Oh. Hello, McGee, Mrs. McGee. Hello. Hi, Brokey. I want to look at some dogs. Well, if you trust one to look, the streets is full of them. No. If you want to buy one, what kind? Well, uh, we're looking for a brown and white puppy, Mr. Brokhausen. Yeah, and not too expensive, Brokey. We're buying it for a guy. Male or the female? He's a male. No, he means the puppy, dear. Oh. <laughs> well, how do I know whether the pup is male or female? I haven't bought him yet. <laughs> how much do you want to spend? Ten bucks. Ten dollars? Ten bucks. Are you making jokes? Huh? Do you realize what you are talking about, a Brokhausen puppy? That's the finest pups in Wistful Vista. A Brokhausen puppy wants for ten dollars already. Ten dollars. <laughs> How about this one here on the box here? Well, look at him, McGee. Isn't he cute? Yeah. <laughs> well, all pups are cute, kiddo. All he's got to be for me is brown and white and ten bucks. Oh, this is a fine puppy, McGee. Yeah. His brother was gallant Prince Pied Piper II of Robin Hoodell, and his sister was Miss Peekaboo Fluffy Ruffles IV of Wee Bonnie House in the Heather. Well, uh, what's his name? Butch. <laughs> he was the runt of the litter. Oh, fine. And we can have him for ten bucks? Uh, look, I will make with you a deal, McGee. Yeah? A customer wants a canary bought by a house today. Uh, you watch the shop while I deliver it, and for ten dollars, the puppy is yours. Well, that seems fair enough. You go ahead, Mr. Brokhouse. Yeah, good deal, Brokey. I'll run the shop. You hurry back. Don't worry. I'll hurry. Yeah. And don't run the shop. Just watch it. Any customers come and have them wait, huh? Okay. Now, let's look around, dearie. Isn't this an interesting place? There's only one thing interests me, kiddo, and that's getting this puppy to old man McDonald. Forty bucks profit ain't a bad afternoon. My goodness. Will you look at all the fish tanks along the wall here? I'd like to have a bowl of goldfish, McGee, wouldn't you? No, no. We had goldfish one time, back when Uncle Dennis was living with us. Remember what happened to the goldfish and the kerosene lamp you brought home from the antique shop? Well, now, that wasn't Uncle Dennis's fault. He came home late and the house was dark. What a sight the next morning. No coal oil in the lamp and no fish in the bowl. And Uncle Dennis says to me, he says, McGee, I want to thank you for the nightcap you left out for me. The liquor was great, but the chaser was sort of lumpy. Well, the poor lad was just confused in the dark. And yeah. besides... How do you do? I'd like to speak to Mr. Brokehausen. Well, he ain't here now, but I'm in charge. Anything I can show you? No, I wanted to ask about a cat that I bought for Mr. Brokehausen. It's losing its hair. Bad? Oh, terrible. Yeah? Almost half of its hair has fallen out. That's why I came back. Hmm. Could you give me something to keep it in? Oh, sure, that's easy. Here, use this. Huh? What's this? A paper bag. <laughs> You can keep plenty of cat hair in that. Oh, it... a smart Alex. Huh? Well, you haven't heard the last of this. Oh, well, Goodbye. Now, well, 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 what's she popping off about? Well, I think she wanted something that would keep the hair in the cat. <laughs> oh, I'll bet you're right. <laughs> I wondered if she was going to stuff a pillow with it. Well, I can imagine how the poor woman feels. Her cat must look awful. Well, that's a break for her. Now her feelings won't get hurt. What do you mean? She'll think people are talking about the cat when they say, there goes the woman with the awful-looking puss. <laughs> yeah, that way she... What you looking at? Oh, the lovebirds. Oh? Just look at them. Aren't they sweet? How would you like to have them, McGee? With wild rice, if they were a little bigger. <laughs> 
Boy, Brokhausen's got every kind of pet there is. Here, look. Turtles, chipmunks. Canaries, parakeets. Yeah. Say, look at the big cage there with the blanket over it. I wonder what he has in there. Well, I know how to find out. I'll lift the blanket and take a look. Hey, it's a parrot. Watch this floor, dumb cop. Watch this floor. Schweine hook. Heavenly Day's a German parrot. You said it, Fräulein. Polly wants a minus schnitzel. Watch this floor, come Brokhausen never got a bird like that. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Brokhausen. I came in... Uh, Molly, pal, what are you doing here? Hello, Mr. Wilcox. We're just watching the shop until Mr. Brokhausen gets back. You a customer here, Junior? Yes, I'm looking for a little gift to send my uncle out in the country. That's my farmer uncle. Oh? Your farmer uncle? What is he now, your aunt? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, my uncle who has a stock farm near Dugan's Lake, Molly. Yeah, yeah she knew that all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uncle Big Bull Razor Wilcox. Oh, him. Yeah, the gift isn't really for my uncle. It's for his bull, the one that just won first prize at county fair. I thought I'd get him a ring to wear in his nose. Oh, any special type of ring, Mr. Wilcox? Well, nothing flashy, Molly. <laughs> I thought maybe just a simple silver ring set with a few zircons. And with an inscription inside that says, I owe my success to Reynolds Aluminum Irrigation Pipe. Oh. <laughs> now, if that ain't the underhand... believe me, believe me, that bull never could have put on the weight that won him the prize if it hadn't been for that portable irrigation system made with Reynolds Aluminum Pipe. Yeah, but is the bull portable? Because portable bulls... You see, a... you see. <laughs> you see, an irrigation system like that is so light and easy to carry. Yes, but the bull. You simply pick the pipe up and move it from field to field wherever you want and need water. Uh -huh. And man, what a difference that makes to a farmer. I wish we were farmers so we could share your joy. <laughs> with a portable irrigation system, Reynolds Aluminum Pipe, the farmer increases his crop yield. He yeah. grows more feed to feed more cattle. Yeah. He gets himself more income per acre. Yeah, but your uncle's bull, where'd he go? When you, <laughs> when you irrigate with rust-proof Reynolds aluminum pipe, that's money in the bank. Yeah, but the bull. Why, it pays for itself over and over. Sometimes in the very first year. Yeah, but the... Reynolds aluminum uh, pipe. Mr. Wilcox, I've been looking around, and we don't seem to carry any rings for bull's noses. Oh, well, that's too bad. It would have looked fine on my uncle's prize bull. And later on... He could have used it for a more romantic purpose. Your uncle? No, the bull. <laughs> There's a Jersey cow on the next farm. And my uncle's bull sort of likes her. Oh, isn't that Smith? Huh? Yes. <laughs> There's a pond between the two farms, and they both go there to drink. Oh. oh. You mean the bull could have given the cow the ring? That's right, pal. Oh. That's right. They're lovely. They're engaged. They use the same pond. <laughs> Goodbye now. Mr. Wilcox tells such interesting stories, doesn't he? Yeah, if you interest easy. <laughs> that yarn about the cow reminds me of what happened to some fellows I used to know that had farms next to each other. I don't believe I've ever heard that one. I never told you about how Hugh Dow and Lou Howe had a row over a cow? You never did. Well, lean back against that fish tank, Tootsie, and I will. You see, Hugh Dow's farm was next to Lou Howe's, but Hugh Dow had a few cows, but Lou Howe had only two cows. Well, uh, what started the row? Well, one day Lou Howe had a new cow, but Hugh Dow said he wouldn't allow Howe to keep the new cow on account of because it was a moo cow that had got loose from Hugh Dow. Ah, <laughs> uh, the plot 
mistaken. The Lou Howe said it wasn't true that his new cow was a loose cow and told Hugh Dow he'd better vamoose now, so Hugh Dow made a vow that he'd sue Lou Howe. And did he? In court. <laughs> the judge decided that Lou Howe's new cow was Hugh Dow's loose cow, and so Lou Howe went to the Who's Gow. <laughs> and that was the end of the How Dow Cow Row. <laughs> What was the judge's name? Brown. <laughs> the reason I ask, Uncle Dennis knew a judge one time who liked to throw books. Oh, is that so? Oh, he was always throwing the book at Uncle Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry about it, kiddo. Look, while we're waiting for Brokehausen, I think I'll straighten out his stock a little. I wouldn't touch anything, McGee. Well, look at it. He's got no system. Here, help me move these canary cages to one side. I'll stack them all against the wall. McGee, watch it. The bottoms are falling out. What kind of cages? There they go. The birds are out. Oh, boy, look at them little dickens just fly. And there's four of them. No, five of them. <laughs> boy, are they having fun. Well, we better get them back in their cages, dearie. Yeah. Here, birdie. Here, birdie. Oh, look at them zoom. <laughs> no, they're okay. They need the exercise. Let them fly. Here comes the customer. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble. Hello, doctor. Well, well. Fancy meeting you two here. Good afternoon, Molly. Hiya, leadhead. Hi, duck shape. What are you doing here? Well, Mr. Brokhausen is out on a delivery, Doctor, and we're running... Hey, hey, one of the canaries is loose. Oh, well, look at him. Isn't he the little bright eyes? Five of the canaries are loose, stupid. Oh. The bottom fell out of one of the bird cages. Oh, fine. If I know Brokhausen, he'll flip his complete lid when he sees that. Let him flip it. I'm only doing him a favor by running this joint for him. I come down here to buy a puppy from you him. You bought a pup? Yep. Oh, that shouldn't happen to a dog. Well, he isn't going to keep it, Doctor. He's going to sell it to Mr. McDonald. For 50 bucks. That's the puppy there, the little brown and white one. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like you, McGee. I haven't got the time to gab now. The reason I stopped in was to leave this box for Brokehausen. What's in the box? My housekeeper's cat. Brokehausen's going to board it while she... Hey, 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 don't take the lid off in here, Doc. What do you mean, don't take the lid off? I'm going to leave the cat with you. Hey, there's too many dogs in here. Keep the box closed, mudbrain. Don't tell me what to do, you little rum dum. Hey! Brokehausen expects this cat today. Come on, kitty. Hey, But when I do, I think about that 
Canaries shoot into Brokehausen's office back there in the back. <laughs> Shut the door. Are they all right? <laughs> you, you ought to look in back there. Sixty-two canaries flying around a room that size is quite a sight. <laughs> well, I'd rather not look. Did you see poor Dr. Gamble fly out that front door with the cat hanging onto his ear? <laughs> what a sight! <laughs> now it serves him right, the big lummox. Doggone it, I wish Brokehausen would get back here now. I want to get this puppy over to old man McDonald and collect that 50 bucks. Well, maybe this is him coming now. Oh, Somebody. Oh, no. It's Ole. Hello, Ole. Well, hello, missus. Hello, McGee. Hi, Ole. What can I do for you? Well, you could tell me where is Brokehouse and the fellow that runs the pet shop. Oh, uh, he's out with a delivery right now, Ole. We're running the store till he gets back. So what'd you want to buy, boy? If you're after a brown and white puppy, they're all sold. I bought it. Just relax, McGee. All I want is a box of flea powder. Flea powder? What do you want with flea powder? Well, I'll tell you, McGee. I got a little pet flea, and her nose is shiny. Huh? She's got a date tonight, and my missus bought her a new... <laughs> new lipstick, but uh, her powder puff is empty. Okay. <laughs> Don't be a wise guy. Well, you ask a dumb head question, you get a wise guy answer. <laughs> Flea Potter. Can we sell you anything else? How about a pet of some kind for the children? Oh, no, thanks, Mrs. V. We got no shortage of pets at my house. The yoint is yomping. <laughs> I'll bet your kids do bring home some strange ones, eh, Oli? You said so, McGee. Yeah. My latest kid, little Sven, he's got a pet named Cuddles. She's a porcupine. Oh, forgive me, Sven. And my middle kid, little Oli, his pet is named Baby Doll. It's a lizard. <laughs> my gosh. Now my daughter Christina brings home her pet. Oh? Uh-huh. She calls it Lammykins. What is it? It's a full bag. <laughs> Beefcake Wilson, his real name is. Yeah. He, he makes end runs at the kitchen and passes at the ice box. <laughs> Big eater, is he? McGee, he's used plain murder. Mm. Last week, Christina brings him home for Sunday dinner. Beefcake eats a pot roast for a family of six. Three pounds of my missus' Swedish meatballs. Wow. And the next thing we know, he's putting ketchup on little Sven, my middle kid. <laughs> Emily, days 
Well, you're going to have to do something about that boy, Ole. That's what I told my daughter, Christina. I says, Christina, we just can't feed that fellow every night. Your papa don't make that much money. She's a fine girl. She's taking care of it. Oh, going to give him the pitch, huh? No, she's finding an extra job for her papa to make more money. So long. <laughs> What time is it, Molly? About half past. Doggone it, where's that guy Brokhausen? I want to take this puppy over to McDonald's before that bank closes. Yes, sir, you're the puppy I mean, son. I'm going to grab a fast 50 bucks for you, boy. Sam McGee, how goes it? Oh, fine, Brokey. And it's about time you got back here. Give him the 10 bucks, Molly, and let's take our puppy and get out of here. Here you are, Mr. Brokhausen. Ten dollars. And, uh... Oh, uh, Brokey, mm. when you go to the office back there, be careful how you open that door. What? What do you mean? Well, there's a little surprise for you back there, boy. <laughs> Come on, Molly. Come on, puppy. Let's go. Boy, oh, boy, the big payoff is coming, kiddo. I hope old man McDonald is in. So do I. Hang on to the puppy. Don't worry. This little 50-buck bundle of brown and white greenbacks ain't going to get away from me. Now, take it easy, boy. Open the door for me, will you? Thanks. This is just an example of what a guy can do when he's alert and wide awake, kiddo. When I heard old man McDonald say he'd give 50 bucks for a brown and white puppy, I knew immediately this is his office right here. Hush, puppy, hush. Yeah. Quiet, boy. Down, boy. Hi, Mac. Who let you in here, McGee? Nobody let me in, Mac. You see, I... What do you want? Well, uh, you remember a talk you were having with Cy Pearson on Oak Street today? You mean on the way to lunch? Right. Yes, yes, I do. Uh -huh. We were discussing flowers. Flowers? Yes, Mr. Pearson and I are amateur gardeners. Uh -huh. We grow rare flowers. I was telling him that I'd give $50 for a brown and white poppy. <laughs> Uh, a poppy. Exactly. Yeah. Now get out of here and take that silly-looking dog with you. Good day. Come on, poppy. Liver and Molly return in a moment. Millions of women have found out they save food and save work with Reynolds Wrap, the original and genuine, the pure aluminum foil. Here's an example that you should try. Wrap your leftovers in Reynolds Wrap and then reheat them right in the same foil wrapping. Take meatloaf, for instance. Bake it first in Reynolds Wrap so you keep the juices in, so you get less oven shrinkage and more meat and no scouring. Then after the meal, wrap what's left in Reynolds Wrap and store it in the refrigerator. When you want to serve it again, take the whole package, just as it is, and put it into the oven. It will reheat with the moisture and the goodness sealed in. Stock up on Reynolds Wrap at your grocer's. Standard 25-foot rolls and jumbo economy rolls, 75 feet. Also heavy-duty Reynolds Wrap, half a yard wide. Ask for Reynolds Wrap, made by the world's largest producers of aluminum foil, the Reynolds Metals Company. Ladies and gentlemen, your help is urgently needed in the fight against one of this country's deadliest enemies. That enemy is polio, a vicious killer that hit our people harder this 
past year than ever before in the nation's history. The only way you and I can fight this crippling disease is with money, with our donations to the March of Dimes. Uh, polio can be stopped, and it will be stopped, but it takes a lot of money. So send your dimes and your dollars to your local March of Dimes headquarters, and dig deep, please. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Reynolds Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Reynolds Aluminum also brings you Mr. Peepers, starring Wally Cox on NBC television Sunday nights. See your local paper for time and channel. And don't forget to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Tonight, play Two for the Money with Herb Schreiner on NBC. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.